When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like we said in the beginning of the show, we will talk about the uh, two games since the last time we met. And that was first. The first game was a close win, a little bit too close to comfort against the Orlando Magic. Uh, the Grizzlies led by uh, as many as 20 odd points in the third quarter. Um, if I'm not mistaken, they made a uh, no the fourth quarter. They had a no third quarter. They had a big lead against Orlando, allowed Orlando to get back into the game, made a little bit too close for comfort and then um, ended up pulling the game out away in the fourth quarter against the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic are a strange team, a ton of young talent, uh, uh, kind of an odds and ends, kind of disjointed team, a lot of combo guards in that team, no true point guard on that roster, um, that young Orlando team. They've got like – they got small combo guards and then a bunch of versatile, switchable small forwards. The Wagners. And like, yeah. that's it. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're like, yeah, that's it. Uh, but they start off the year pretty decent this year. A lot of people saying they'd be better. And they just kind of fell back into doing what the Orlando Magic do. I think the Orlando team, because if you go back to John Morant and uh, Cole Anthony's rookie year, when, you know, that was the year Cole Anthony was, like, projected to be one of the top point guards in that class, mm-hmm. especially when he was in college. You know what I mean? Cole Anthony had a lot of hype in college. John Morant didn't have as much buzz in college. Not going into his sophomore year, of course. But, of course, as the year went on, he got that buzz. But when they got in the league, John Morant just leaked Cole Anthony. You know what I mean? Uh, and there was a game where Cole Anthony hit um, a late game dagger to put the game away against the Grizzlies. Yep. And I want to say it's the same game that was the last game before uh, the shutdown, before the pandemic shut everything down. If I'm not mistaken, it was the same game. But um, it seems like ever since then, there's just like a lot, little chippiness between the Grizzlies and, and the Magic. I remember there was a clip came out where we blew the Magic out. And John Morant made a statement, uh, and, and it was a sound clip, sound bite, where John Morant said, was that a game or a practice? And someone, and then John came back, I think John came back or someone else came back and said, no, nah, John was referring to uh, Murray State in the NCAA tournament and not the Grizzlies game. And people were like, nah, man, you were talking about Orlando. And it just seems like Orlando really gives up for us. Like they really, like even that preseason game, remember Orlando really came at us hard uh, during a preseason game. So it seems like there's a lot of energy, maybe some resentment towards of a guy like Cole Anthony towards John Moran, who does a lot of talking on the court. But it's always a fun matchup. Those guys always come at us. Did you have any worries about that game being closer than uh, closer than expected with the Grizzlies kind of blowing a lead? In that Not game? really. We, we had some coming into that one. I think the it was a six-and-a-half or seven-point line going in. I thought uh, it actually it was a little bit dangerous going in that game with their holding out, uh, obviously, John Morant in that one. And you're saying, listen, this this Orlando team's won three in a row. Uh, just coming off a game against the Nets where they had eight dudes in double figures. And I, and I realize you're right. It's a lot of you know a lot of guards, the Wagner's, like we talked about, Wendell Carter. But it's all mm-hmm. capable dudes. And and you're right. When they play Memphis, they you know they see themselves in the sense that just like Memphis, they're one of the youngest teams in the league. But that's what they want to be. Um, listen, mm-hmm. the pieces don't fit yet. There's a lot a lot of young talent there. They're gonna have to. Uh, at some point, I would think move off Anthony because it what it's been is a sort of uh they've had a a law jam at point guard. I mean, you had 
Uh, you had you got you drafted Suggs, you know, after you had Cole Anthony. You got Markel Fultz in there. At one point, RJ Hampton, who initially was thought of as okay, maybe he can be a six-five point guard, was in the mix. And I don't think that's helped Cole Anthony's yeah. development. So if there was something, you know, if there's more there, I don't think Orlando's done a good job of sort of uh setting the pathway for him. Uh, all that said, in terms of the victory itself, uh, look, you you took care of business in that fourth quarter. Uh, put him at bay when you needed to. Desmond Bain, what, 8 of 10 from the free throw line there down the stretch. Mm -hmm. in, in the end, you just want to handle business. I don't care what it looks like. But particularly in a game where you're resting, you know, Ja Morant on the first mm -hmm. night of a, you know, of a back-to-back. -back. As you mentioned, the Grizzlies did uh, rest Ja Morant in that game, still pulled out the win. Yep. Um, last night uh, in the back-to-back -back game, the Grizzlies did not rest Ja Morant, but it seemed like they rested everyone else with the pulse. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> John Morant did play last night. Desmond Bain was out. Jaron Jackson Jr. was out. Of course, you're down. Brandon Clark already you're out. Steven Adams. John Conchar didn't play last night. Um, you had basically John Morant, Dylan Brooks, Santi Aldama, and um, Luke Kennard in the Luke starting Kennard lineup. In your starting lineup, along with Xavier Tillman. And everyone on the bench was guys that were from your G League. Your entire – everyone, the last four guys that were available, the only four guys available – on your bench where your reserves from the G league Grizzlies were down for most of this game, got the lead doing a couple of times in the third and the fourth quarter, but we're not able to hold off the Clippers. Uh, Russell Westbrook went crazy. I think he was perfect from three as well as uh, uh, Covington who also was perfect from three. Those guys were 12 for 12 and three combined Robert Covington and, uh, and Russell Westbrook. And also the kid, um, the kid they got from Denver, the combo guard. Uh, Bones. Uh, yeah, Bones Highland had a good game as well. Just a strange game. Uh, the Clippers ended up winning by nine. Um, a lot of people in, in Grizz Nation are kind of going wild about this game. And, you know, it's, it's just weird energy towards Ja lately. And it's like we've seen the national media try to punish Ja for coming back soon. Seems like some of the lo local Grizzlies fans are doing the same thing. Like they're like being like saying that Ja's not playing well and he's, you know, playing for himself. And I think it's just a lot of much to do about nothing. Um, but outside of the, of the final score of the game, outside of the Grizzlies losing, something I would do want to throw out to you, we both know that it was a back-to-back -back game. And I'm sure the Grizzlies' plan was we're going to blow out Orlando and we're going to put this game away early. We're going to rest our guys. We'll have an easy game. We'll come back and we'll play the Clippers, whatever. That didn't work out. You end up resting guys for the second night of a back-to-back, which I understand. And then you staggered and you played a job by himself. This is my thought on this, and I'll throw this out before we wrap this segment up. <clears throat> my only concern is you've only had Jai back for a handful of games. There's only a handful of games left in the season. You still need time to kind of see what you are going into the playoffs. I understand back-to-back. -back, I understand all those things. You got three games and I think five, four nights or something like that. I, I get it. I totally understand it. You got you got the Clippers back in here again Friday. My only problem, Jason Smith, is that you don't you don't have that continuity. You don't have that chemistry really rolling with John Moran in your starting lineup with Desmond Bain cooking with Jaron Jackson scoring. I really wish they would have sacrificed some of the energy and being fresh and all the, and protecting guys and low management and all that. I wish they had just played. I wish they would just play these games out in full strength as a warm up for the playoffs. Going to the playoffs warm, not concerned about anything, not concerned about chemistry, cooking, killing everybody. Plus, you also could have got this Clippers team who was out who is without Paul George for the rest of the season. You could have pushed them out. You could have just helped push them down in the standings, possibly, to put them in that seven, eight play in game as a team you might want to get in the first round, even with Kawhi Leonard. I think that Clippers team is a very beatable team 
in the first round. But instead, you just kind of threw out a whatever lineup. And it's like, what, what was the point of even playing Ja at that point? Because it's like, what are you throwing him out there to do? He's out there with guys he's not going to play with in a regular situation. He could get hurt. He could be out there trying to do too much. I just didn't understand the logic of, of, of resting guys, you know, this close before you get to the playoffs, knowing all the things you've had to go through chemistry-wise over the last few months, over the last month or so. Well, to your point, I think that's why we've seen the Grizz injury report for uh, for this next Clippers game, and it's got uh, everybody available in terms of the Jaron Jacksons and everything. Everybody. Trying to get a as much of a dress rehearsal as you can because time is short, saying you're absolutely yeah. right. There's six games left. And, and, and you made a great point. Like, Ja in that game is not doing anything necessarily that's going to be, you know, what you want to see. Of course, anything. So your point, it's it's we know Ja can get downhill, saying mm-hmm. at any time he wants to, and there was a, a ton of that last night. Is it's him and Dylan sort of trying to beat the Rockets and and the role players. But my point is, I want to see more of him and Jaron in that two man game. Right. More of him getting into Jaron as a number one option, like you said. And so, what's the point of having him out there um, if you're not, you know, if you're not going to have something you can see in terms of trying to get this team on the same page going into the playoffs? So I'm with I'm with you completely. Uh, I wondered this. I almost I wonder if it's a, a, a you know paralysis by analysis over analysis mm-hmm. in this case. But it looked like to me, and I realized Kawhi Leonard was out for personal reasons, wasn't with the team. Ty Lue did say though it's going to be a one game absence. But if I'm the Clippers, I didn't want to win that game in the first place right. because there, there's no part of me that wants Phoenix in the first round right. as the four five. As the four or five. And so I'm not accusing them of sitting Kawhi and that those weren't personal reasons. But yeah. when you march out there, 34 year old Russell Westbrook saying Covington, who has not been in the rotation of late, out there, one of your main guys, I go back to your point. There was an opportunity to get that game yesterday and not go along with what I what I consider their plan of being fine with losing that one. And again, because you've got, you know, and John Morant, the best player on the floor. So I thought it was a missed opportunity. I'm 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 not as concerned about about you know them getting everybody together right now because I think it's coming next game. You don't have any more time, say. So you're right. concerned with Dallas, and I think it's about to get. We're about to see the answer come Friday. You don't have much more time. You want to see it against a more veteran team like the Clippers, who oh by the way, you've lost the first two of the of the three game series with them. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you. It felt like a little bit of a waste of time, and John Moran is expending all of this energy. You know, trying to get them close at the end when, you know, for for, for uh, a fact was if he'd had just a little bit more help out there, maybe you're not resting all of them. Maybe it's not Tyus, Bain, and uh, Jaron Jackson. If you'd had a little more, you're winning that game. So, um, oh man, I thought it was missed opportunity. And not to mention, you know, Sacramento in the meantime cuts the lead from three uh, down to two for the two spot. And so it didn't it didn't help you there either, considering uh, the fact that you've been so good at home and now Sacramento's. You know, a little bit closer to your tail than they have been. Right. The right. Grizzlies right now are uh, two games ahead of Sacramento in second place. The Grizzlies have, I think, six games left to go. Um, Correct. Yep. Yeah, you got six games oh. left to go. Yep. I'll run through those now for those of you who care or might not have access to the internet or the Grizzlies schedule. <laughs> uh, you got the Clippers at home on Friday, uh, then the Bulls on the road Sunday. You got Portland at home Tuesday. Then you're back on the road to take on New Orleans. You wrap up the season with the Bucks next Friday and next Sunday. Um, you're on the road against Oklahoma City, a game that could be crucial, a game that could decide, you know, who plays who, who's going to be in the play-in, who's not in the play-in. 
Uh, Oklahoma City, of course, um, is they're 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 leading the Dallas Mavericks. And I want to say they have a tiebreaker against them. Uh, poor Dallas. You make this trade to go get Kyrie Irving, and uh, it just don't work out for you. We, we said it's ain't backfire now and later on you. That's yeah, me and you both agree that's not going to play out well for Dallas. And I don't think it's I, I don't I don't like people knocking Kyrie Irving about it because it's not it's about not Kyrie fault. Irving himself. Oh, it's not it his fault. Acquisition. Yeah. It was getting rid of all of your role players to get him, and he's he's a guy that you you got a guy beside Luca who can't defend. It's like a little Luca out there, and you know you got one of the most dynamic ball handler scorer, scorers in the modern era in Kyrie yep. Irving. And he just doesn't match up defensively with Luca Doncic being your other guard that's on the ball. And plus they've had injuries and it's just not working out. But I hate Dallas, so I hope that their season ends in six games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, something else that is definitely going on. Uh, is the Brian Winhurst comments that came out about LeBron James, the Golden State Warriors type teams, things he's hurting, heard dry snitching on these guys. We'll talk about that 